Welcome to another episode of Pride Rules MMA. Episode 171 away from last week's episode 169. I like saying yeah, 169. Yeah, too bad you guys didn't get the uh, the female uh, fighter to come on for that episode. Uh, thank you, everybody, for uh, for joining us again today. Uh, a special shout-out to Fightbook MMA for the ones that are putting this show on the air. And a big shout-out to all of our streaming sites uh, especially sportscaster thank you guys for the numbers we love the uh we love the views um i am your host the reverend tommy d joined with me as always by my favorite producer that has ever lived Mr. Rara, and of course tyler the marauder king we might have to change tyler's uh name to uh tyler no internet um Rudy, i'll get some uh get some that's coming from tyler he's on his uh yeah his laptop you gotta get yourself a headset there, Tyler. All right. So, <laughs> get some earbuds or something, cause I can I can hear the echo. Echo, echo, echo. Yeah. So, folks, uh, this past weekend was UFC 259. Um, you know, 
special thank you to everybody who joined us for the uh the who you got uh fight companion as well um i'm glad rudy decided to put it on i'm very glad we decided to do it for the main card um you know what i'm glad too man because uh at first i i wanted to do the uh the whole card and i was kind of pissed at you guys i was like man fuck y'all but that was like that was a shitload of fights bro and i I was just and i actually I, i i got to enjoy those fights and then when we hopped on the event you know we talked about it earlier kind of kind of fizzled a little bit but then it picked right back mm-hmm. up and it was perfect dude. it was perfect yeah because uh, sometimes it's just too much of a good thing um the first time we did it eight hours i mean that was a lot um but it was the first fight island card and it kind of makes it kind of made sense um and everybody was just too drunk to care at that point um but uh yeah, so special thank you to uh, Joe. I, I can't remember his Joe last Coca. Referee Joe, Joe Coca. Coca. Yep, he, uh, he joined us. That was that was a lot of fun. Um, it was really fun to have a referee on there with us, especially with some of the cards that, some of the fights on this card that we were going to talk about where uh, there might have been a little bit too much referee involvement or not enough referee involvement, uh, if you're asking Joe Rogan and Daniel Cormier. Um so thank you everybody for joining for that and i know you said rudy that uh we had a whole bunch of russian listeners uh saturday night oh yeah we ended up with like over four thousand uh four thousand views man um i think 65 percent of them were from our our good buddies and pals uh over in russia oh yeah folks there is a you know shirt that you guys are selling out there. I don't care if it's in your weird writing. Just get in touch it, Rudy. We just want one. Oh, <laughs> we don't yeah. even want any money out look, of it. We look at this shirt one. that I got. Look at this one. Where's your mask, son? Yes. Awesome. Yeah, you know what? I'm, I'm glad you, you brought that up because you know I talked about this um, on the fight companion, and and you know Rudy, if you want to hit that uh, that X Files music again. How is it that the pay-per-views never seem to have any COVID issues, but the fight nights where they stack the deck with like 20-something fights end up with 11 by fight day, and four we lose the morning of fight day? Um, do, do you think they're not dealing with COVID restrictions because of the pay-per-view and Uncle Dana doesn't want to lose the money or do you think it's just bad luck? I think uh, it has a lot to do with uh, the fact that if you call somebody COVID positive you're a racist now, so. (laughs) 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 They, they, They somehow label you racist for everything nowadays. You called me COVID? Yeah. That's racist. Yep. Uh, but, I mean, don't you find that kind of funny? I mean, the week before, it went from how many fights was it the week before? Like nine. There's a shit ton. Nine. And then it went down to like 11. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and like I said, you lost some on fight day itself. Uh, I just, you know, I find it kind of strange. And, you know, I feel bad for Usada. Um, they're not meeting their quota on fucking up fight cards. That's like awful. That's so awful. What do you think is going to happen once this COVID's over? I mean, they're just going to, the golden snitch is just going to go nuts. 
they're gonna start fail. They're gonna start failing people for fucking aspirin. I'm just glad that they're gone, man. I, I I'm enjoying. I'm enjoying not hearing a, a story every damn week about somebody popping for this or that. You know? Yeah, they're popping for COVID now. I mean, <laughs> not anymore. Um, not since. All I'm gonna say about that is, yeah, there's yeah. A, I've heard a few people <laughs> inside things. The UFC has a little more saying that. I think a lot of his appearances, and it's easier to clear out fight night than it is a pay per view. Yeah, I mean, I get that. I do. But it, it's just, it just seems kind of stupid and like really obvious. You know what I mean? So like, if you're stuck fighting on a fight night, how do you feel confident that you're actually going into that event having a fight? You know what I mean? Like that, that's, it just could be a weird conspiracy, but it's just very, very odd. I'm very sure. I'm not very sure, but I think they got... <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me, I think the guy. Oh, shut up. I think the guys that don't violate the uh, drug policy, it's like they're show money. So I just think the UFC is very um, selective about their testing. They're, at the end of the day, they control it. I just get rid of it. <laughs> Just get rid of it. Um, and I don't know if you guys. You, you honestly, you, you want to know the, the the answer to that, Tommy? Yeah. The uh, fighters, uh, as soon as they hear about the fights, they are required to wear by daily on a daily two thousand three hundred and forty seven masks at the same time. Okay. If they're they're one less, the then they can't compete. You know, speaking of steroids, I, I don't know if uh, you guys covered this last week, but um. You look pretty swell there, Tommy. Have you been taken? Uh, no, I uh, I think I'm actually starting to, to shed some poundage. Oh, you, um, you look like it. You look pretty good there, buddy. Okay, Are you going to be the big Batman? I don't know about that. I mean, if I was, I wouldn't tell you. Why not? Then I'm not, because then I wouldn't be Batman. Oh, right. You know what? You are Batman then. Shit! <laughs> all I'm saying is you've never seen Batman and I in the same room together. That's all I'm saying. Um, now. Yes, you're clearly Batman. You are Batman. Uh, Tyler, I bet what you said was really funny, but your internet just stepped on in. <laughs> so anyway, um, so last week I was not here, unfortunately. Uh, thank you, Dave, for stepping in. I don't know if you guys covered... Alistair Overeem and uh, Junior Dos Santos being cut by the UFC. Did you guys? Birdie? Hey, yeah, we, no, I heard about yeah. that. Um, and yeah, we talked about that. Um, I wasn't too happy about Overeem getting cut, but JDS, I can see that. Yeah, but we did kind of say that that was, that was probably going to end up happening. Yeah, and, and you know what? I, I don't think those those fighters are even mad about it, you know. They've been with the UFC well, for I mean, I like I like Joe Rogan's take on it when he had uh, Corey Sandhagen on the podcast. Um, one championship should just offer him a shitload of money, and he could just jump on whatever substances he wants to take, testosterone, steroids, get him back to Ubering, and he can have one hell of a career overseas again. Tyler, you're shaking your head. What's up? 
I mean, I think I think the ability to be there and um, all the uh, performance-enhancing drugs can really help him. But he's had such an insanely long career with so many scary fights over kickboxing, K1, Pride, um, Strike Force, I think it's I love him. I absolutely love him. He's a legend, but it's time, man. He's one of the only guys left from that era. It's, I can't disagree. I can't say I disagree with you, but it, it just seems like he doesn't want to stop. Now, Junior Dos Santos definitely needs to stop. Um, that button has no. way too many times. Junior needs to stop less than Overeem does. It's yeah, because um, <clears throat> yeah, his chin doesn't seem to hold up um, the way that it used to, which is kind of funny considering how many times Overeem's been knocked out and how devastatingly dangerous the thing that really, knocked out. The thing that really, the thing that really damaged J.D. <laughs> was the trilogy with, um, oh, fuck off. It was a trilogy with, um, with um, Kane. The trilogy with Kane really ruined JDS. Well, I'd say the last two fights ruined JDS because the first one he won in like 30 seconds. Um, well, yeah, exactly. But those last two fights, mm-hmm. that took years off his career. And the thing about it was JDS just too tough for his own good. With that being said, I think JDS should get on everything and go over to 1FC. And I think that Uberim should just Hang it out. I think uh, JDS should play the new uh, Telly Savalas. Columbo? I have no idea. Columbo? That was Kojak. Kojak. Oh, yeah. Ko- Kojak, not Columbo. I'm thinking the other guy. I'm confused, man. <laughs> <laughs> it, it must be the, the Mai Tais that you're drinking. No, man. It's just screwdrivers in a little fancy cup. Oh, well, you know, put in a little umbrella drink in it, and hey, you know every day's a it's holiday. It's a fruity drink, bro. I, I need to relax. I had a long, exhausting day, and I got asked this a lot. Where's your mask, son? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Congratulations. The uh, the mask mandate's being lifted in Texas. Has that started yet already? Uh, it starts this week. I think it started this week. Uh, most businesses oh, still require it, but for the most part, it, it, it leaves... Uh, yeah. It leaves a lot of room open to uh, to do like sporting events and stuff like that. And uh, yeah, but if businesses still require it, then there's still a mask mandate. I don't get it. Where else are you supposed to be wearing a mask? Would they require you to wear it when you're no, driving? No, they, they can't. They can't force you to do it, bro. You know what I mean? And some businesses will will tell you to leave, but they can't. Thank you. What we said that drive out. Danny came out and said that. Certain mayors aren't letting things happen. Like mayors of bigger cities. Like yeah, cities yeah, they're like all Democrat-run cities. Not, I mean, not to point things out, but there a lot of the mayors, a lot of the mayors are like still keeping the clamps on. Well, hopefully, uh, it's not clamped too much in, in your neck of the woods, so you can uh, breathe in some of that nice dry Texas air with the uh, with the spray on the way, bro. I can do whatever the hell I want. Nobody tells me what to do. I do whatever the hell I want. But like the thing yeah, is, I mean, a city like Dallas that's conservative, probably open. Austin probably isn't gonna open. 
No, Austin's not open. Probably not. But, you know, for those of us who live here on the East Coast, just so you know, Cuomo's probably about two or three more sexual uh, assault charges away from opening up restaurants completely and the mask mandate being taken away. So uh, I think we're actually starting to turn the corner here, folks. But, um, yeah, so just like you said, Rudy, about these sporting events, now I wonder if they're just going to require everybody to wear a mask. And if you're requiring to wear a mask at a sporting event, I'm okay with that as long as you have the place packed. That's exactly what's um, going to happen. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Um, you know, because uh, I know you guys aren't pro wrestling fans, but um, there was uh, AEW this past weekend, and they had some people in there. And there's just some sports where it falls flat w- without enough fans. Um, I think I've gotten so used to the UFC not having any fans that, it feels almost better without the people there. Um, I guess because you don't hear people booing when there's actually something good going on on the ground. I, I don't know. Um, how do you feel about it, Tyler? I mean, I prefer the more educated fans 100%, but I mean, it wasn't always, it's not always like that. Depends on where they are. I think Fight Island when they had some, when they had some, uh, when they had some fans, I think even if they were sold out, they need a little more educated for groundwork goes. But at the same time, UFC's missing out on money. Fighters are missing out on money. Um, merchandise, like all fighters have their own businesses. Like they'll run different things at like events at bars, clubs. Whatever in different cities, they'll sponsors that do that. The fighters are really missing out on money, man. That's the big thing. So, I think we need fans back. I really hope some of these mayors, like I hope Dallas, a real conservative city like that, gives the like let's let the have so they're paid better than they were. But they're missing out on all the money making opportunities. It's being closed. Yeah, I, I think I, I pieced uh, together kind of what you were saying, and that makes sense. Um, fighters definitely are losing out on money. Um, I think this event that we had this past weekend, um, had that have been a live event with fans, that place would have been through the roof. Um, especially <laughs> the fuck with I kind of like Tyler's shitty internet, dude. I laugh my ass off. It's funny. <laughs> oh, my God. So, anyway, Bernie. Um, <laughs> so, let's uh, let's start talking a little bit uh, about the event this weekend. Um, what was the fight that you were saying on the very early prelims with, uh, with basically Joe Rogan and DC? Oh, yeah. It was a... Uh... <laughs> what? Mario Batista versus Trevin Jones. Uh, Trevin Jones had recently been uh, suspended by USADA for for uh, pot, and um, during his interview, he was telling Joe Rogan that he he quit smoking pot. And Joe Rogan's response was, "Hey, so now that you won, you can go celebrate by smoking some marijuana." <laughs> Maybe he'll have him on the podcast. Yeah. It's hilarious, dude. <laughs> Yeah, that's another good thing that the UFC did. The UFC and USADA finally did. 
which was getting rid of that stupid ass rule of these guys can only have a certain level. Let them bake. Leave them alone. Uh, you know, it, it's you ask most of these jujitsu guys, like and I'm talking top, top, top level guys, like Abu Dhabi and everything like that. That is their go-to when practice is over. They go and they smoke a bowl, or, or they have. Um, it's not a performance-enhancing drug. Let's just put it that way, it's folks. Not. <laughs> not unless there's a chocolate. If, if anything, it, it, it would be uh, more of a. Uh, it should be. It's an impediment to your training. Or yeah, some I would mean, say. You know, uh, some would say. I think it, it, it actually helps you um, recover better. But whatever. What do I know? Well, no, that's exactly what it does. It just it, it helps you to relax. I mean, before I took this job with the you know the issues with my legs when i get done with training uh either you know for a muay thai class or jujitsu i would go home and that's the first thing that i would do it doesn't take the pain away but it makes you actually able to relax so you're not dealing with pain it helps and i think it's a lot better than shoving opioids down your throat and turning into a fucking illegal heroin those of you who don't know about uh tommy uh and his legs he um he was a pow he was captured in pyongyang and he had his that's not cool that is not cool he had his leg there is no he had his legs beaded repeatedly um in captivity they they just caned his legs over and over and over again <laughs> we cannot have stolen valor here that will get me shot <laughs> it's not stolen valor it's called comedy bro calm down Oh God! Well, you know everybody's so sensitive today. I mean, oh, you know, you know what? I don't care. Sitting ringside got called racists and bigots, and there's no white people on that show. I know, right? That's hilarious. <laughs> it's like it must have been something I said. But you can only be a racist or a bigot if you're like, you know, I mean, Tyler more than me because I at least look like I belong. I mean, there, there's um, not a racist, bigoted bone in my body. I say some pretty racy shit, but. I mean, it's 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 all in jest, bro. You know, it's it's funny. It's funny. I for, I I don't know why people forgot how to laugh at themselves and laugh at other people and just relax, man. Not everything's got to be about race and uh, gender and attack, attack, attack. It's it's funny, man. Laugh at yourself, people. I still want to know what you guys did to piss off that four and five UFC fighter. That's what I, I want to remember, know. dude. It was, I guess she was so insignificant that... Um... And how the hell she knew about you guys? <laughs> hey, shut the hell up. <laughs> it's just an oddball thing. Like, if you know any of these shows coming from Fightbook, it's not your cookie-cutter, like, UFC unfiltered kind of shit. So you would have to know what this show was about before you watched it. I mean, did you guys have a fighter on that episode or something? I remember. It was episode 78. Um, yeah. That's all I know, and I haven't gone back to watch it to because I really don't care what that person says. I haven't either, because I'm probably not going to be able to see what it was that offended this person. I mean, were you talking about, like, shitty women fighters probably. in the UFC with, like, four or five records? Probably. In, at, I don't know. I just took one look at her and I was like, "Oh yeah, I probably said some comments about her." And then David, you piled, heard about that, David right? piled on even more. You know, I don't know. I I, I, I don't know the specifics. 
What was what was her name? Let's give her a little no, shot. No, no, I, I don't even want to. I don't want to even give her any. Whatever, dude. It's whatever. Come on, come on. But it's come funny, on. dude, because you know there, there's, you know, there's a lot of people that listen to our shows, both of them. Um, you know, whether it be fans of Russia or, you know, fighters in the UFC, they listen to our show. Dana White has stolen shit from me. No, he hasn't stolen. He's well, he's asked me and he's used some of my shit. So. Young lady, if you are watching this show to see if anybody's going to say anything, what I'm going to say is get a better record than four and five, and then you can get offended by the shit that's said here at Fightbook MMA. Um, okay. So uh, we talked about that fight. No, I was. Uh, all right. So I don't know, because I don't believe anything in MMA anymore um, when it comes to people beefing inside and outside of the cage. I, I kind of learned my lesson a little bit with uh, with Mr. Tyler King. And. Uh, what do you mean um, you learned your lesson? Michelle. I learned my lesson that most of this shit is like 85% bullshit with the beef. It's just, it's bullshit. Uh, Dude, but, real talk. No, 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 like, real talk. I mean, everything I said to a man like Bari, I meant it with all my heart. I really did. Was it easy to manipulate the situation? Well, yes. Yes, it was. Mm. But, 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 <coughs> Women's Day, fuck the, fuck the way <laughs> the country of Iran treats women and homosexuals. Fuck that shit. I talked a lot of shit from the angle. I truly feel that way. Fuck the way they treat women. It's a different cultural norm. You leave them alone. Suck my balls. No, no, no. It hits all targets for Tyler. He's a woman and a homosexual. So, with that being said, with that being said, I meant that. I meant that all. Everything I said, as far as that goes, I mean that. Amir, if you believe that shit, you're an actual piece of shit. With that being said, me and Amir's management may have made sure we got the appropriate heat on the fight. Yeah, yeah, you did. So that taught me right there to, like, look at this shit cockeyed. Now. Where, look where at you. I'm going with this. Did you just say the word I'm going with this for eyes? Yeah. I look at you Here, Here's where I'm going with this. So Tim Elliott uh, was on the ground with uh, Jordan Espinosa, and they had themselves a little bit of a conversation <clears throat> during the fight about <laughs> Espinosa choking women. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Odd thing to uh, no, no. listen, not a good way, not the way, not the consensual choking that I like. That I like. Yeah, oh, like, shit. we're talking about the we're talking about the non consensual choking, we're talking about that shit. That ain't cool, you, you know. I, I think I, but my thing is, was Tim Elliott trying to get a rise out of him in that situation. Maybe he was turned like, on, dude, and he just came out. Like, wouldn't that have been something that you would have said, like, pre-fight, so maybe you could have gotten your fight taken but, off the fucking You know, think about it. Maybe pre-win. Tim Elliott, was a, it was in the heat of the moment. This is It was a passion. You know, he just got caught up in the passion and was like, you know what? Choke me like you did that girl. 
Holy shit. <laughs> I mean, that, Rudy, you just got, that just got really weird. But maybe, maybe I'd. You just got Tyler six to midnight, I though. All right. I mean, honestly, I think. Tim Means isn't one to mince words. Yeah, he's not. But Tim Elliott, maybe. Not that time. I really think that um, he he believed that shit. And like, let's be honest. If that really is the case, then um, Joan Espinoza should answer that to both the authorities and to the court of public opinion. Just a, just an odd place to um, decide to drop that. Not really. Dude, not really. Like if you're when you're in like just the absolute heat of the moment. Like at the end of the day, we're all professionals. I but like I bet some fights. Yeah, very unprofessional, <laughs> though. Dude, you're still fight, bro. You're still fighting. You're still. Yeah, no, I I get that. I do. I get that. But I mean, what we're talking about you professionalism. Think you do, but you yeah, don't, Batman. Like during this whole fight, like during, before this fight happened, was there a lot of trash talk going on back and no, forth? No, actually, they were very I cordial. So. Uh, I heard they. Uh, so then Tim Elliott just. I heard they had a three-way with some girl. Got to... You're such an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> and they took turns choking her. <laughs> Consensual and non-consensual. <laughs> it, just, it just seemed really odd. And, you know, I, it, it's not being talked about as much as it probably should be because there is a backstory there. And I would really like to know the backstory. <laughs> I don't. Excuse me, Tommy. Tommy, like, you're like, ooh, I really like the backstory. That shit. Like, maybe it's something really fucked up. Like, it is. Let's be real. It's Maybe not some. It's, it's, got, it's not like, anything like War Machine. For a second, like maybe he just, maybe he kept quiet because he is emotionally invested. Maybe he realized I'm gonna get this fight and show this guy who the fucking female is. Like I want to pay back for that fucked up shit he did, or. He kept inside knowing that he needed the extra juice during the fight to like kind of push him and make him and make him perform a little higher, make him perform a little past his limits. Like it could be both those things. It might be a personal thing for Tim Elliott. Like we don't or Tim Meesrath. We just don't Tim know. Elliott, no, he had a but no, but no, don't fuck no, don't fucking sit here and like laugh and joke about it. Cause it could be something really fucking serious. Well, I don't think like like Rudy said. I, it's not a war machine situation, you know. He didn't. Uh, or it could be the fact that he was turned on and it just, just slipped his tongue. Don't know. It's not like we deal with the most balanced individuals in this sport. It could be a war machine type thing. I mean, he, Espinoza could have like hurt someone that Tim knows. That could be a real thing. Also, he might not want to drag his friend's name to the mud. Like maybe like his friend was like, hey, Tim did this to me and you're fighting him. Get that back for me. But don't don't put it out in the public. You just don't know, dude. 
Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. I, I think Man, you're right. Tyler's really heated up to, about this one. He is. He is. But I'm going to get him even more heated up because I think we need to get Tim Elliott on the show, and that's going to be the first question that I ask him. Fuck yeah! Fuck yeah. <laughs> I'm, with I'm with that. My first I'm question is going to be Tim. Am I right in saying that you were turned on? That's why you were asking him about that. Am I also <laughs> correct in saying that you had a three-way and you guys took turns? Consensually and not Rudy, he might fucking find you and kick the fuck out of you <laughs> next time he's attacked. <laughs> Rudy, Rudy was not Rudy. Uh, Roberto was all over it uh, when that happened. I mean, he must have put it in every single fight book chat and chat, and probably on Facebook everywhere. Like, I think Roberto was turned on by it more than anybody. I think so too, man. I honestly think so. I think Roberto just wants to choke a chick. I think that's what it is. I mean, Roberto's like. Uh, Oh look, it's Godzilla! Go go Godzilla! Excuse me. Yeah. Oh God. Oh God, I missed everybody here. Um. Yeah. So, all right. So Tim Elliott got the win, which and it was an important win because I'm pretty sure he was one fight away from being cut. Um. And the way. You know, the landscape is with Dana now. If you win, he'll still cut you. So, um, you know, I don't mean to jump back forward, back and forth around on different fights, but the fight before that, it was an awesome fight, bro. Carl, Carlos Ulberg versus uh, Kennedy and Chukwu. Um, that, that was a great fight. Uh, yeah. Carlos Ulberg just really well, needs to work on his uh, stamina. Away, didn't you? you really need to work on his stamina and, and his head movement. I just kept hearing Edmund yelling in the back, Head movement! Head movement! And he never gave any head movement until the second he got knocked out, he decided to move his head and got clipped by a right, and he went down, and it was it was over. But it was a great fight. Um, hats off to Olberg. Uh, dude, that dude it's going to be something if he works on his head movement and his stamina. But Kennedy, that dude can take a head fucking punch. Head movement! He can take a punch, bro. That dude is a badass. I mean, the... Well, this whole event was win? awesome, dude. Sean Brady versus Jake Matthews. That was off the hook. Uh, Uros Medic versus Elon Cruz, the second fight. Mm-hmm. It was, uh, you know, the, the ref, I guess, didn't do his job and let it go a little. That's the one That's the one I, I opened the show with, uh, saying about how Joe Rogan and DC yeah. were doing the ref. And that was just the him. early prelims. It ended with Tim Elliott versus Jordan Espinosa. And then it just kept on going on and on. There was so many great fights on this night, man. Really it ended with the talk of sexual assault while sexual assault was going on inside the cage. Right. And Tyler, and Tyler was having his own sexual assault going on. Right. right. I love all the assumptions you make. <laughs> I mean, they're true. <laughs> you you go again, to them. Again, again, again. So, again. so t- the, the, the start of the uh, the prelims was uh, Romario Bontorin versus oh Kai Kara France. It was it was an awesome oh win, but it was also like it was a, a what the fuck moment for a lot of people. They're just like, hey, what the hell just happened? Um, we were even talking about it with Joe Coca, and he he kind of you know let us know his uh, distaste for that type of uh, reaction from fighters. Yeah, he doesn't he doesn't like the walk off knockout. Um, and he's right, uh, to a point. You know, you get some of these walk-off knockouts, like, you know, Mark Hunt, his walk-off knockouts. There Those are no valid, question. though. Those uh, are valid. Yeah. 
you know, you get these smaller weights. Sometimes it's uh, it's not as cut and dry as it, as you would think. Um, but not to take away from from the win by Kai Car France. Uh, I can't pronounce this guy's last name, so you know I'm bon just going to say Killer B. There you go. It's easy. Bon he, he gassed himself out just by chaining so many submissions together, and I, I mean. <clears throat> <laughs> if his, if he had a lot more stamina, Kaikara France was eventually going to wilt with all that jujitsu. Uh, the way he was riding his back, and I mean, he was just throwing everything but the kitchen sink at him. And you know, give it up to Kaikara France for being able to sit there and defend. And then he ends up, you know, just getting up and just shocking the world, so to speak. But if you're going to do a walk-off knockout, you need to make sure that that dude is out. Um, or make sure that the ref opponent... is in agreement. Yeah, I think Herb Dean dropped the ball a little bit, yeah, too. Yeah, he did. Um, he dropped the ball a little bit, too. Uh, you know, and, and like I had said, you know, when we were talking about it on the uh, on the, the fight companion, I really wouldn't want that job. You're damned if you do, and you're damned if you don't. No, not um, if you don't if you give a it. fuck. <laughs> And Herb Dean clearly there, don't care, man. Soon, yeah, but if you get there too soon, you have people yelling that it was an early yeah, stoppage. Well. If you don't get there early enough, you have Joe Rogan and Daniel Cormier yelling at you from and like 10 feet away to stop the play. And that's no why they're situation. professionals. Yeah, so, it, it, you know, to sit there and be like, oh, well, Herb fucked up. Eh, there was a lot of fuck up going on everywhere there. Um, you know, and, and yeah. these fighters out there, and, but you know what? The other coin is, if you get a guy that knocks somebody out, and you know he's out, but the referee doesn't pull him off. As, as, as excuse me, as Jorge Masvidal said, as Jorge Masvidal said, it's my job to keep hitting the guy till the referee pulls me off. And all you people yeah. like that, maybe you should go back to soccer. Damn, Tyler's... Yeah, fucking mad. So it's 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 you know it's it's a tough tough thing. Okay, um, okay, it, it is. <laughs> but at the same time, like I just said, it is the fighter's responsibility to get there, keep going until the ref pulls them off. So yeah, Tyler, I get that. I do. I, I do get that. I kind of hit out and hit after. I have no ill will towards that guy. I mean, I might a little bit, but whatever. And I've got my fucking limbs broken because a ref hasn't gotten there in time in a high-level jiu-jitsu match. So it is what it is. We're all big boys. We all sign the dotted line. We all sign all those waivers. It is what it is. Guess what? What there's there's a fun stuff everywhere. Every fashion, human error. So those are the best fucking referees in the world, but guess what? They make fucking mistakes sometimes. It happens. People that no, and, and, nobody, and nobody's saying that. Like nobody's nobody's saying anything against that. I'm just saying that it's there. It was just a mess up on on all angles. The, the fighter trying to be impressive and walk off knockout perfect, doesn't work. No, it was the perfect storm. Sometimes guys can't get there in time. Honestly, in my opinion, <laughs> the rough is a little opposition. Just my opinion. Yeah, I had no problem with I, it. I, I, but, you know, it's easy for feel, us to throw fucking shade, bro. It's yeah, easy for us to throw shade. 
You feel for the opponent. You feel for the opponent. quarterbacks. You feel for the opponent. You feel for the opponent because he had his. You know what I mean? He was still awake. He was fine. Um, he was fine enough to take his. Uh, I mean, he can throw worth a shit, but not everybody's a baseball player. Um, so it definitely was kind of an early stoppage. Uh, but like you said, perfect storm of shit happening. My opinion, I think they need to run that that fight back um, because I think that there's a lot of unfinished business that we didn't get to see with that fight, and I would not mind seeing that fight run back. Again. I feel you. I agree. I'm with that. So here's the next fight that makes me smile. Um, Joe Benavidez you're a racist. took that L. You're a racist. Clearly a racist. Took that L uh, from Askarov. So does he get cut or does Megan save his job because Dana White loves Megan Olivi? What do you think, Tyler? Um, I think Benavidez is uh, kind of an all-time lightweight fighter, and the fact that he's married to Megan O'Leary probably doesn't hurt, but I mean, I don't think he's, I really don't think he'll get fired. I mean, Dominic Cruz didn't get fired. I don't think that Joe's... I think he needs to just call it quits. Maybe. It's easier for those guys, it's easier for those guys to lighter weights, but I really, I do think that he has enough wear and tear on his body. His, they, they're going to get paid. Megan O'Leary Ain't going anywhere. He'll find ways to make money. He can run a gym and make a real good amount of money. So. He could go to he could go to Bellator. He could go to PFL. Like the UFC competition is going to be too much for him. Honestly, I mean, even when he was at the top of his game, he couldn't win that strap. And and that's you know that that's nothing against him, but he could not win the belt. He, he did run into Mighty Mouse and. Uh, Joe and Benavidez too. So I no, excuse me, not Benavidez. Uh, Dominic Cruz. So I mean, he's all his L's are to like the absolute fucking best. But five to fifteen or six to fifteen, he'd be the fuck out of those guys. Yeah, it's. I just don't see the point for him there anymore. I, I really because don't. Because you and get still... paid in the UFC. What part of you yeah. get paid more money? Well, I'd love to see his contract then because I don't think he gets paid as much as you think he does. I really don't. I mean, I think he makes overall, he makes more money with the UFC than he would with Bellator. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, if he gets, if he goes to Bellator and somehow wins a strap. Damn. I'll put that way for you. Um, no, 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 I'll put it this way for you. Um, I didn't know. I'm very involved in the world. I pay attention. And I didn't know that until after his fight. I don't know. I'm in the MMA world. And I didn't realize he had fought. Like, the promotion behind Bell Towards isn't there. The coverage isn't there. The eyeballs just aren't on you as much. As when you're in the UFC, so especially when everything opens back up, Joe Benavidez is has more money making opportunities being with the UFC than being with Bellator or PFL. Then again, a guy with a more a bigger name like Anthony Pettis, and to be perfectly honest, Anthony Pettis is much 
I personally think he's in the top three in that tournament. Like, he is still got it. He's still a fucking savage. But now he has a chance to actually win a tournament against guys who aren't quite as Bellator or the UFC makes more money with sponsorships. I think with a name as big as his, it's a smart move. Joe Benavidez, just stay, bro. Let your wife make money. Round over. Round over. You know what? Wife's there. He won't. I I, got to say something. You guys are talking about uh, Joseph Benavidez. I mean, actually, you're talking about Askar Askarov, like if he can't hear you. um, And it's kind of offensive to me, guys. You know, you, you haven't mentioned okay. him once. You okay. haven't mentioned him once. You haven't mentioned him once. You keep talking about Joseph Benavides as if Askar Askarov cannot hear you. And it's disgusting. Super disgusting. Speaking of which, did you know Askar Askarov was deaf? No. Wow. I forgot he's about deaf, that. Dude. That's right. They, well, no, he's like 70% in one ear and like 40%. They were talking the about it. So they he, were talking about it during the event. They were like, uh, Joe Rogan was like, you know, turns them into, you know, kind of superhumans. They, uh, they turn off that, that sentence and, you know, it, it kicks up their yeah, other senses. Their other senses. And I'm like, huh? Up. Joe, what? You're like, what? Listen, Joe just got done ripping bingers before he went Bro, out there. Bro, I'm telling Where you, he was baked. Deals. That first interview said it all. He was just like talking about marijuana, real open, and his eyes were glazed over. He was he was high he was like as Tyler, fuck. Usually, yeah, you. But yeah, no, Askarov. I mean, look, he fought a great fight. You know, you're talking about a guy like Askarov who's only got. 14 fights in his entire career and he's fighting a guy like Benavidez who's got 40 and you know what you know who was just as happy as he was to have won the fight sorry people I had to do it that's not how he says it I love love Matt Hamill yeah, I would, really, I would love I to not, fight Matt Hamill. You want to fight Matt Hamill? You want to fight the hammer? You want to be the nail? All right, go for it. I would love I'll call him right now. I would love to fight him. He's not a heavyweight. Hey, Matt. He says he is, but I would love to fight Matt Hamill. I'll fight Bare Knuckle or MMA and kill him. You ain't going to kill me. I'm killing you. How are you going to call him on the phone? You need to text him, bro. You can't hear him. Yeah, exactly. All right. Or he's got like the Stephen Hawking busted, voice. Busted, folks. That's fucked up, Tyler. You you guys are totally <laughs> fucked up, man. Yeah, so look, it, it's a big it's a big win for Askarov. Um, and, and in that division, right. there's like really the a desperate need for more star power. Uh, considering, like I said, Joe Benavidez is ranked second. And I think he's been ranked second there since the fucking division was created. He never moved. Never moved. It's not much of a division. He never won the do, so. It's like the, the, the women's 135 division. It's tiny, <laughs> just like him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah, so Song Yudong lost in a three-round decision, and then, uh, you, you know, you talked about Dominic Cruz before. Well, the fights with, Kate, the fights with Casey Kenny, it was, uh, it was interesting. Before we start, I just want to bring okay. something up. It was brought to my attention that the UFC 
during this fight, they showed Song Yadong as Yadong in the first round. Round two, he was known as Song. And part of round three, he was known as Song and known as Yadong. So, oh man, what do you think is behind all that, Tommy? A dong? Probably, man. That's why we didn't hear from Tyler that day. He was working for the uh, he was working for the UFC typing but, her name. Dude, on the, somebody on brought that shit up to me, and I'm, he was like, "Did you know? Did you hear this?" I was like, "No." And he starts showing me these screenshots. I'm like, "Holy shit, bro! Um, I wouldn't have noticed." Somebody was having fun. Maybe they were smoking with Joe, right? and they had they had. Some you know fun. what? I'm just a big fan of the dong, and I don't like it when people don't call him by one of them. So speaking of a dong, uh, Dominic Cruz got a uh, got a big win. Uh, you know, coming back and, and fighting Casey Kenny. Uh, you know, it looked Dominic Cruz looked, looked really, really good, good dude. That really um, good. Yeah, he did not look rusty not at all. <laughs> You're not surprised. No, I'm, I'm not surprised at all. What do you, you think was going to happen? Like Dominic's going to fall off. All those fights have been. Like top three guys for the past, like what five, six fights? You thought he's gonna fight like number nine, he get outclassed. Oh, this this young kid has got he's too much more. He got outclassed by number seven when he lost to uh, what's his name? We lost to what's his name? Cody, yeah, yeah, exactly. Cody, Cody's a different fucking story. Yeah, but nobody knew that Cody was like, a different story like, until that fight happened. No, no, like, so, like, this kid, number nine, he's, like, the new, the new, the big new guy. I mean, maybe he was, because I know who he was. But I know who Cody was when Cody fought Dominic. We all knew going into that fight, it was going to be a tough fucking fight. This fight, with anyone there, they would sit here being like, holy shit, this kid's a fucking problem. None of us were. That's because the kid was the problem. UFC said, okay, let's see what Dominic still got. We like this prospect, but it's not a sure thing. He might rise to the occasion, but probably Dominic's going to run him over. They did Dominic a favor because they fucking owe him. And having him win and win in a dominant fashion. Why do they wait a minute? Why do they owe Dominic Cruz? Because he's probably the best. Your internet's even calling your bullshit out that the UFC owes him anything. All his fights, all his fights, including his quick turnaround fight for his last loss against against uh, uh, Triple C. Like he's fighting all the best guys, doing the UFC favors, and just fighting a fucking murderer's row. So he's done a lot for the fucking. He's fighting the best guys. So they want him. You're getting paid more for it. Come on, man. He doesn't owe the UFC anything. You literally the UFC doesn't owe him a damn thing. I didn't say the UFC. I didn't say he owes the UFC anything. I said the UFC fucking owes him. They they right the every no, shut the fuck up. Every now and then. Every now and then. No, every now. Listen. Every now and then, especially for their fucking guys that they're broadcasters, they do favors for. He's one of their fucking guys, so he did him a fucking favor. Yeah, they gave him a job, so the favor's done. 
If he wants to fight, that's his own problem. He doesn't have to. He could stay right on the panel and call whatever. fights. Whatever, bro. I mean, you're wrong. You're 100% wrong, but whatever. I think you just feel that he owes you the fights. That, that's what no. I think it is. The fact of the matter is, it gives him more, no, it gives him more credibility if he's winning fights as an active fighter. It gives him more credibility. It gives him more credibility. The fucking end. More credibility for what? The fucking end. You are wrong. I am right. Wait, he gets more credibility for nothing? Pretty much. No, he gets more credibility. Winning fights as an active UFC bantamweight than if he fucking loses. Why do we have T. Tyron in a while? Besides his controversial political views, he's been getting his fucking ass kicked by Colby Covington. Like, like Tyron's, like we haven't seen him on TV lately. Part of that is. He's dropping an album. Again, again. I'm right. You're wrong. <laughs> I've never heard that one before, but that's all right, buddy. It's all right. It's, it's okay to have an opinion, even though yours is wrong. Uh, <laughs> so, look. So, you're telling me that you see a possible title run for Dominic Cruz? I mean, is that what you're thinking? Maybe. I mean, if he wins like a contender fight, he still has to do that. If he beats like number three, then yeah, he'd probably fight for a title. But I don't think his feet can hold up to it, man. Like you're not gonna see him for like eight months now. Listen, listen, fucking cash potato. Fact matter is, like we've counted him out. How many fucking times? How many times has he been counted out with horrific injuries? He's come back and won fucking titles. So keep counting them out. When did he come back and win a title after his after his knee injury? He didn't win a title after his last his last big injury. He fucking TJ in the Boston Garden, you fucking Damn. idiot. Fight out of that. Ooh. Oh, he lost that fight. He's in a bad mood tonight. No, actually, he did. He got fucking on a but he lost that fight. I'd like to apologize. No, he didn't. Right. Right. is in a horrible right. mood. I know I'm right. I know I'm right. He went through a five round fucking war. That's right. That's right. Then he got beat by the then he got beat by the number seven guy. No, he Whatever, bro. How many UFC titles you won? How many have you won? Zero. How many many fights you have? What? How many many fights you have? I'm like five hundred and zero in the streets, like all those other dudes say. But I have a fun yeah. I don't know. I'm just, I, I look, if it's a career resurgence for Cruz, that's cool. I don't see a title shot in his future. Um, I, I guess we all got to see how his body reacts after this fight. Uh, how much time is he going to take off between fights? I guess that's kind of what it all boils down to because he does like to take some time off between these fights. I don't know. You're right. You don't know. I don't know, but I can tell you what I do know. Tyler's in a bad mood. He wouldn't get another UFC championship again. I'm in a great mood. I like fucking, you know me, I like turning down the fucking, I like turning down the bullshit, you know. (laughs) You also like losing bets to me, so. (laughs) 
It's all right, though. It's all right. I'm not bad at it. There's one sport. Look, you, you, need, you need as many wins as you possibly can. I, I get that. You know, your your internet sucks. Um, <laughs> your internet sucks. You're not allowed to meet any of your one-night stands, dads, wait, because wait, wait. don't know where they are. I'll just come to your, your Jits squid. Well, I'll have a much tougher time there, not your place. <laughs> You're not really there. And, and, and uh, I mean, I've already been invited there by the owner of the school. Yeah, and I talked to him. He has a murderous row. Said, I asked him about that. He said he doesn't know who the fuck you are. I mean, he did say that, but okay. That didn't happen. That didn't happen. Like, you're just full of shit, but okay. <laughs> no. No, I, I did invite him to come on the show. Uh, he's been a wee bit busy, and uh, we don't have the kind of money to pay him to come on to the show. <laughs> I heard what he made to go on uh, Frank Edgar's podcast. What? Oh, really? I know, dude. Like, I didn't know that. I know you can actually get paid people on a podcast. Uh, well, he told me what he, what Frankie paid him, and uh, yeah, if if we were able to pay that, then Roberto needs to start paying us. <laughs> I mean, Roberto does. We're the, we're, we're, we we uh we get the most numbers, so we should be getting. Paid. No, I, like I busted his chops a little bit because uh, you know when Not, I saw that. He, when I saw that he did the uh, well, I saw when he did Frankie's podcast. I was like, all right, well, it's like been two years. Uh, I guess that means you could finally do it because I invited him on the other one, and he's like, I owe about fifteen people podcasts. So that makes sense. <laughs> he's busy. He's busy, and probably if if I was to if I was to sign a check, he's one of the biggest names in jiu-jitsu and about to make his one FC debut. He's real busy. Yeah, I uh, I never get the chance to actually talk to him about that part, but uh, he was he was doing some pretty good life sparring today. Uh, he, he looks good. He definitely looks good. Um, I'm going to be excited to see that uh, when it eventually happens. All right, so let's jump on to the main card here. This is where our fight companion started. Um, and, of course, we got to thank Mark for, uh, for joining us. If you didn't hear Mark a lot on the show, he just did a lot of laughing, and I made fun of him for being a Canadian. Um, that's that's pretty much how the fight companion went. Uh, but um, so the night started off with Drew Dober against Islam Makachev. So I think it's pretty safe to say that if we don't see Khabib come back, we're going to see Khabib being the probably manager of the year or the corner man of the year because it just seems that he's just going to be in the corner of absolute and positive killers uh, in the UFC and the lightweight division, <coughs> I feel, is in a lot of trouble with Makiev. Now, as far as a fight for him, I've been kind of going back and forth with this, Rudy, uh, as to who they should give him. I know they're talking about Tony. But they're forgetting about a guy that we talked about a few weeks ago who's on like a six or seven fight win streak in Benil Dariush. I, like, I get the Tony fight. I do. You want to give this kid a bigger name. But when you have a guy that's on like a six or seven fight win streak, it's kind of fucked up 
to pass him over for somebody, even if it is the champ's fighter. I would say give Dariush to him and see what this guy could do with a bigger name. No offense to Drew Dober, but I'm pretty sure Benil Dariush is a lot better than Drew fucking Dober. What do you I mean, think? Drew, like, no, like, granted, Dana was pumping Drew Dober's tires in the post-fight press conference, but dude, Drew Dober's like, he's been around forever. He's a gay motherfucker. He like it was a good test for uh for Khabib Light, but uh honestly, I think the uh Darius fight makes sense. I think Dragomedov is a problem. I think uh he he poses a very interesting puzzle, and I think he's gonna maul some fucking people. So if he's on that level where he can fight a guy like Darius and maul Darius, you have your brand new yeah, I, I think that would I, that would warrant that fight against Tony. I think if he's able to run through Dariush, yeah, you're right. Um, and I think you know, Dariush deserves a shot against Tony anyway. But I know they're not going to give him that. He, he, even if he goes here's, here's the other thing. Right now, I kind of get the feeling that Dana recognizes that Tony might be on his way out. Now, me, I'm the I. Me personally, I'm not. I'm not. Uh, I'm not done. I'm not sold on the uh, idea that Tony Ferguson's all done. I'm not. I think he's got plenty left to tank. I think he surprised some people. I think he's ran into a couple of fights. Where he ran, especially his last fight. I think he ran into the perfect fucking storm. Like he got two bad matchups. I feel like right in a row versus two extremely high level guys in Gaethje and in. Um, Oliveira. With that being said, I think if you give him Nurkhanov, that I mean, Nurkhanov. I think I think Nurkhanov might not be there yet. That's the only thing. That's the only thing. Let's say Tony Schumann. Can you hear him, Rudy? Motherfucker. A star that can fight anybody named Nurgamanov. Like, come on. It's win-win UFC. The UFC should do the fight with Tony. It's win-win. It's win-win. His name's Makachev, but I get what you're saying. Nurmagomedov uh, is his trainer. Um, so, Rudy, what do you think, man? About Islam Makachev? Yeah, just like we talked about on Saturday, man. I think that would be a perfect fight for him uh, against Benil Darius. Um, but I think the problem is it makes too much sense, and that's why Dana White probably won't do it. <laughs> He's going to give him right to Tony. And I think uh, Makachev will run right through Tony because I always thought that Nurmagomedov would run right through Tony. Um, it's both the same style. Um, I took how I feel. So I just think it's messed up because Dariush, once again, is going to keep getting lost in the fold because of, like Tyler said, Khabib Light is now in the spotlight, and a guy like Dariush is on a, I think it's a six or seven fight win streak. No, 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 no,
They should, they should give him uh, Gaethje. Some people were saying Dan Hooker. I, I like. I, I like. No, I like Tommy. They were saying Dan is a hooker. <laughs> I okay. I, I think Hooker would be a good fight. I think Hooker's a good fight, but I think I think Gaethje's a better fight. It, it, it could be. It's pronounced got F. That's another name that you're not hearing. That's another name that you're not hearing about is Justin Gaethje. Uh, I wonder what they're doing. Oh my God, I wonder. Like, what is what is the plan with that? What do you think, Rudy? Gaethje? Yeah. I don't know. They do whatever they want with him. Did he fight out the last fight on his contract? Does he still have more fights on his contract? Like, after that last fight with Khabib, you just didn't hear about him except for when he was clowning Connor. Yeah. I don't know, man. I think it's really up to him at this point. I think he's taking a, a little hiatus. Deserved. I think he's taking a little hiatus. I don't know, man. That, that lightweight division is kind of... It's yeah, it's lingering. So, you, now. I mean... It's probably why he's chilling. There's nothing really enticing. I mean, you know, you got the champ who's just training people. You got guys on seven fight win streaks that they're not giving anybody in the top five. Um, I don't know, man. And then you have this just Makachev kid who seems like he's a killer and seems like he could do a whole bunch of death and destruction inside that division. But... Uh, I don't know. It's, it's weird. It's, it's a weird kind of feeling. Um, because yeah, like you said, Tyler, Drew Dober is a uh, is a kind of a tough, tough fight. But do you think he's the measuring stick for a guy like Mexico? I mean, right now he is. I think that was appropriate. I think the fight was appropriate. Now I think he's kind of proven himself. So now you can take a couple risks, like start playing with it a little bit. That's why I like like the hooker fight. I like that. Mm-hmm. The Gaethje fight, I like that a lot. So, like, I think it's – now he's kind of proven himself, I feel like you could take a couple of rests with him. you think Gaethje's too big of a name this early, though? <sighs> I think it's the same thing as I was talking about Tony earlier. You either bring back – because that's the thing. His name is Nergon – well, he's Khabib's boy. Like, he's Khabib's guy. He's, I, I know. I'm sorry. He's Khabib's guy. He's Khabib's yeah. guy. Whatever. You know what I'm saying? He has that connection. So, I mean, Khabib's name kind of builds him up. So, that you could use that. But I think it's like a win-win situation either way. If Okrichi wins, it propels him. If Okrichi wins, it brings them back. And they're right on top of the heap again. So, I think it's win-win for the UFC. Yeah, I mean, look, I hope it's a... I really don't think Khabib's ever coming back. Um, I think what Khabib is giving us is Makachev in his place. Uh, that That's pretty much what I think. And if if Makachev keeps on the path that he's on and he does to the top five guys what he did to Drew Dober, basically, like you said, we have Khabib light, but it's Khabib with one loss on his record. Um so either way, it should be fun. All right, so we're jumping on to the, the next fight, the first of the three title fights. Um, 
with Peter Yan against the surging Aljamain Sterling. Uh, Aljamain's last fight before this one, he fought Corey Sanhagen and beat him by rear naked choke, uh, which, which shocked a lot of people, the way he was able to completely outclass a guy like Sanhagen. Um, and, of course, Peter Yan is the champ now. As far as the fight goes, as as the fight I've, goes so I've seen so many different people with so many different scorecards so score as, as to how they had it. I had it almost even going into the third. And then I think Peter Yan started driving away with it until that fourth when I don't care what anybody says. That wasn't accidental. He knew exactly what he was doing, and he threw that knee right the hell up Main Street and lost his belt on a disqualification. Before we get into before we get into that stuff, what did you think of Aljamain's first title performance? Do you think that his wild, crazy style probably doesn't work when you get up to this championship kind of fight with a guy like Peter Yan who picks his spots and waits to explode instead of a guy like Aljamain who needs to have as much top cardio as possible because of the kind of pace that he puts on and the wild shit that he does? Uh, what did you think, Tyler? I think you kind of just said it. I was fading off. I thought Peter was fading. And the other thing is, I think that wild, crazy style, whatever you said, the funk, as I'd say with the funk with Aljamain Sterling, I think that would start to wear on and frustrate Peter Yan. And I think. Dan said, said and I tend to agree with him. You know what you're doing. So, like, I'll look at a personal experience when I was fighting Lorenzo Hood, the douchebag who beats up um, way smaller guys in bare knuckle fights. And Roberto doesn't want me to just put his place live on the air. That guy, he was throwing, um, he was throwing, um, Real like kicks inside, like two switch kicks. He was like, kind of going for my gut. Then he was kind of coming lower. I set back on a couple where he was going for my leg, but he brushed my cup once. They clipped it real hard once. When he clipped it, I stopped. I said to myself, Doesn't hurt. You keep going. Then all of a sudden, I stopped by. All of a sudden, I felt like I was a puke on the mat. I dropped down and I said, Oh, shit, I can't keep it up. And my arms, Jed Days dropped, and I went down. And he bum rushed in. He fucking clipped me with one before the referee got between us. I could hear the referee saying, Stop, 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 stop. And stop. Now on the broadcast, Chael covered for him and said, Well, until you're touched, you'll have to stop, which I'm not sure or not. I don't I don't doubt anything that the American gangster says. My great uncle says, I don't. But argue with it, but I really but feel like that was an underhanded so, tactic. So, another thing Dan said in the press conference is, when you hit a guy like that, you know exactly what you're doing, but things like frustration, and ego, and fatigue, that plays in. It can do crazy shit to your brain in the middle of a fucking war. So, I think that definitely might have played into it. 
I'm not gonna be like, oh, he's dirty. Fire was intentional. But I think he was tired as fuck. I think he knew he was gonna get fucked up in the second half of that round. And the I don't know, man. Um, he had the wherewithal to hold both hands and move them away. Like he parted the Red Sea for that knee to just come I don't, straight up. You know what? Up. I don't get it, man. I don't know what you guys were like, watching was, that night, but that was not an illegal knee. It was a uh, it was an illegal headbutt to the. It was a headbutt to the knee. It was an illegal headbutt from Aljo to the knee, and um, I don't care what anybody says. He should be the one who should be penalized. He should be ejected from the UFC for that. Listen, 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 listen. You made somebody lose their title because you wanted to cheat. And then you played a little LeBron and you faked the shit. Yeah, that all right. So let's let's get on to that part now. There's a lot of folk out there. Oh, give me the Academy Award. Okay. People. Okay, no, no, no. Like, let's let's talk about that. Yeah. Like with what? Oh, oh, okay. We move it on. We're gonna keep talking about this shit. Yeah. So it was the fourth round. Yeah. Of an extremely active fight. You're talking yeah. about Aljamain was, was going for. Tired. He was getting tired. He was fatigued. He knew Aljamain was going to keep up that pace. He's like, it's the fucking fourth round. How He's saying, why can't I keep the, He could get up off him. It was back and forth. Yeah, but he, no, could, I, he could so not. But could my, not, thing with the, my thing with, with I'm going keep, with is. He could not keep Aljamain off him. I think he knew he was going to fade in the latter, latter half of the fourth round. And it was going to be a really hard fifth round. And I don't know if he's going to be able to get out of there. But where I was going with it is because everybody's saying that Aljamain was acting. No, I think Aljamain was fucking exhausted. I mean, you know what? Yeah. No. He got I think he was, listen, listen, listen. I think he did was gonna leave the title. I think, I think he was acting a little, a little bit. bit. As Ch- dude, Chael talked about this right. Yeah, he did a clip right after the fight, saying that it don't doesn't matter. He cited other examples where fires won on technicalities. And he said himself, he said, I didn't see John Jones's foot when I was fighting him. Let's say they, let's say we made it to the corner, we made it to the stool, the ref looked at John Jones's toe and said, holy shit, you can't fight anymore. They gave me the belt. I don't care what I call I'm champion. I get what he's going with. I get where he's going with. I don't care. Okay. He cited this example. Vitor Belfort. We know Vitor Belfort is a former world champion. Why did he win that world championship? Because when he fought Randy Couture, he threw an overhand right that David hit him. The webbing of the glove sliced right through Randy Couture's eye. It split Randy Couture's eyelid. Randy Couture could close his eye. His eyelid was slapping. They had to stop the fight for medical reasons. Vitor Belfort won by TKO. He's now world light Right. Now, remember that. No. Everyone just remembers. No. No one's going to remember. We can't understand what you're saying, bro. I'm sorry. Elvin Sterling is now 
UFC bantamweight world champion. Yeah, I mean, look, he's their fight's gonna happen again. Everybody knows it's gonna happen again. Um, I think Aljo's got a few things to take away from this fight. Yeah, uh, that number one thing would be an Academy Award for his performance. Um, let's be real here, folks. It was an illegal knee, but Aljo, he really milked it. And, you know, I don't blame him. I don't blame him. So, there it is. You know, I think, like I said, I think the exhaustion was definitely there. And you're eating a fucking knee straight down the middle, right on the chin and the temple. You don't really know. It wasn't that bad. That Look point. how big how big is Peter Jan? He's like what? Twenty-five pounds? Come on, he's folks. Stocky. He's stocky. That's a that's one stocky dude. Like, I mean, well, he's got power. Dude's got a fifteen and two record. Um, but I, I don't know when they're gonna get this fight set up. It, it's probably gonna be a big summertime fight. I could see Dana doing this fight like July fourth weekend. You know, when, when, or uh, what was that? International Fight Week. That's that's like Fourth of July weekend, right? Yes. I could see them doing it for International Fight Week. Uh, that would be pretty good. Like, you know, if they go back to to naming uh, to naming their UFC events instead of the numbers, because who wants to see like UFC one thousand eight? You know, you know what? This, like, I, I'm gonna put UFC some money down on uh, Aljo winning this next fight by illegal knee. <laughs> Can imagine what are the odds? Hey, whoever, whoever, who, whoever won that that bet that bet on a uh, nobody a DQ. Let's be real. Anyways, next fight. We did. What if somebody did? All right. Well, I mean, really, I mean, is, is there much to talk about with the next fight? Megan Anderson got fucking train wrecked. By Amanda Nunes. It wasn't even close. It wasn't even a contest. Boring. It was exactly what everybody Boring. said. It Next fight. <laughs> yeah. Well, all right. So the next fight. Well, actually, no, wait a minute. We can't just gloss over that because Amanda Nunes has now sealed herself as the greatest female fighter that has ever lived. There will be none better. Um, I, it's, there's nobody left to throw at her. What is the point? Of her even fighting anymore. There's nobody that's going to beat her. One hard agree. She's not only the female go. I she's a party from all. Well, she did simultaneously defend both belts. You know what I mean? Which nobody else has really done. So that, she's the go, in my opinion, she's the all-time go. But what do you, like? Do, what's the point of having her in the UFC still? Nobody's gonna beat her. Everybody they brought up to the top has beaten her. She's beaten her. Like the UFC no end all. Like they could bring someone in for one FC. One FC has some bad motherfucking female fighters. Uh, I, I think maybe someone maybe they fight a big Pollock. Maybe they fight a big Pollock in KSW. Uh, that, that's offensive number one. Like Rudy thinks she should fight Jake Paul. I think I think the, the uh Challenges the best fight for her right now would be against Fallon Fox. Boom. I hard agree. Yes. There's not a there's not a fight fan on earth that would disagree with that. Uh, well, a real fight fan anyway, not a, a woke fight fan. Um, but yeah, she's definitely the goat. She surpassed them all. Um, she definitely goes up on the uh, the MMA. Mount Rushmore. 
thousand percent. Uh, all right, so let's close it out with the uh, the fight that pretty much everybody was, was talking about. Yeah, Israel Adesanya against Jan Blackowitz. You know, there's a lot of people that don't like Izzy. I do. I don't know why. Um, I liked him even more. I'll tell you why. Remember what Joe was saying that night? He was saying it's because Izzy is that one nerdy kid who just became a bully. And uh, that's why people don't like him. And I agree with Joe 100%. I do. I, I get that. But, uh, you know, I like the guy and, and I give him credit for wanting to go up. But what last what, what that night proved was um, with time, preparation and, you know, the right kind of weight gain and things like that. If he took the John Jones approach that John Jones is taking going up to heavyweight, if Israel took that kind of approach to go up to light heavyweight, he might actually be something in the light heavyweight division. Um, but what he proved Saturday night was John Blackowitz was way too big, and Izzy has zero ground. But he's got like, plenty of top game, damn. if you know what I mean. I mean, you know, I mean, you know, have some sessions no, with, with Chuck Liddell. I was talking grow, about bro. that titty, Tommy. Listen, I know. I ain't trying to try talk shit about anyone except Andre Galval here. But. Is he? Uh, I no. I think I think the <laughs> world of Israel Adesanya. With that being said, if you're if you're a Atos, uh, Andre Galval purple belt, and you do that there, you should have better ground game. I'm sorry, but if if you're an Atos purple belt, you should have you should do better on the ground than that. I'm sorry, but. Just yeah, he, you know, he just he didn't look like he knew what to do down there. So I mean, look, was it because Blackowitz might have yes. been too big and too strong? It's a possibility because you can have you can have ground skill, but just not be able to get the guy on top of you off. You know, I just all the focus was on Izzy, but realistically, the focus should have been on Blackowitz because this is a guy who was getting ready to be cut by Dana White. Next thing you know, he just goes on this surge. And then becomes the, the light heavyweight champion of the world, and he had his biggest fight of his career against a guy who had been with the company eighteen months. R- rises up to stardom, gets the middleweight belt, jumping up to light heavyweight to try and go up to heavyweight. You know, Blackowitz was not impressed by anything that is their <laughs> business. Um, what I liked was the show of respect at the end between the both of them. Um, they even had Herb Dean laughing, which that was pretty cool. But the story of that night was on no planet is Israel Adesanya going to be able to go up to heavyweight and compete with John Jones. I don't know about that, um, man. He did, pre- he mean, did now, pretty good in that movie, Conan. No, I, 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 like, no, no, no. Rudy, Rudy, I totally disagree right now. He, Izzy can't do fuck against uh, John Jones now. Bullshit. John Jones would use his like to manage the distance. Like he'll take Izzy down at will, and yeah. Izzy won't be able to fuck off against him. It's just the way it is. Like I, lo- I fucking love Izzy. I love him, dude. I'm a world champion brown belt. I am professional jiu-jitsu black belt, and I would have a fucking. And I'm way bigger, way well, stronger than Izzy. And just pure grappling, 
I would have a fuck ton of trouble. Well, with there, John there's, Jones. there's one movie that says that you're wrong. Conan the Barbarian. Israel was on Jones. that, and he held his own against Conan. Okay. Guess what? Guess what? We're not talking about that. It is real life. I appreciate your comic relief. As far as wrestling, as far as groundwork, Izzy cannot do fuck against John Jones. John Jones will so, here, uh, so here's the thing. What? What's there left for Blockowitz now? Does he go up to, to heavyweight to try and fight John Jones? <laughs> Honestly, he should clear up. Like, I think at this point, he has to have, just because. He's no, no. Blockovich is a great story. He's a tremendous story. But I think before like all his other shit, he has to clear out the division a little bit. He needs to beat some names, beat Clover, beat all the names, beat a couple of the young bucks, beat uh what's his name? Got the hammer on his chest. Beat him up. Yeah, he might he might not have a job. He might have a job. He's gonna beat Tiago Tiago Silva, I believe that's his name. Once he does that, he already he stopped that. He, he like I love Izzy. Izzy is one of my favorite fighters. He is one of my favorite fighters. But he got exposed, and on the ground, John Jones would break the end. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure so much of what you said was so awesome. Happy International Women's Day. I'm sure so much of what you said was amazing, but nobody heard it. Um, so yeah, at middleweight, I mean, is he can clean out the division there, and if he wants to go back up to light heavyweight, I think he can take the time and you know really put on the weight a healthy way. Um, so that he can, his power and everything can translate going up, and he definitely needs to learn some groundwork. But all in all, UFC 259, I definitely thought it was a pretty, it was a really good event. Um, it would have been worth the money if, if hey, I man, actually up, paid for it. Um, yeah, 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 mm -hmm. yep. just like uh, Tyler didn't pay for his company on Saturday night. So, uh, all right, guys, listen, uh, thank you, everybody, for watching tonight, uh, especially all you guys on Sportscaster and all our fans. And we promise there. Tommy will be in a better mood next week. I am in a good mood. I'm just cold. <laughs> so, uh, listen, Thursday night, you guys got to uh, check out Sitting Ringside with, We might course, be pushing that up to Wednesday night, movie. folks, because I'm going out of town. I forgot. I'm going out of town uh, on Thursday and Friday and Saturday, Sunday. Gonna have some fun. Okay, so Wednesday or, or Thursday, uh, make sure you pay attention to uh, Fight Book MMA, of course, so you know which day that they are going to be going live. And uh, always make sure that you're here with us uh, Monday nights. Uh, I am your host, the Reverend Tommy D. Joined with me, as always, by Mr. Rudy Lara and Tyler, the fight to win king. We will see you guys next Monday night. Peace. <laughs>